Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. Merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store, and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. And welcome to the Sports History Network Showcase, our in-house show featuring SHN podcasters talking sports, talking history, and talking sports history. My name is Oz Davis, host of the Sports History Network's Truly the Goats podcast, and joining me for the first episode is the natural choice, SHN founder Arnie Chapman, aka the football history dude. Arnie, how's it going? Oh, it is wonderful. I love to talk podcasts, love to talk sports history. Let's talk about them both today, Oz. Doing a podcast, talking about, talking with podcasters about podcasting is kind of meta, but uh, we're hoping it will work without an implosion of the universe as we know it (laughs) on the Sports History Network. We'll be talking some of the instant history that we saw in round one of the NFL playoffs later in the show. But first, I'd like to say, Thanks for guesting on the show, Arnie, and thanks for starting up the Sports History Network. Oh, you're wonderful. I, I, I appreciate it. We've had so many people that have wanted to join so far. I just I feel honored that we have so many other podcasters and sports history content creators that have joined the bandwagon at this point. Yeah, I'm grateful there's that many sports history podcasts out there. I got to admit, there are times when I feel like nobody cares about history of any sort, much less sports history. When did you first start getting interested, Arnie, in sports history as opposed to, like, say, just, you know, watching football on the weekend? So the, I would say the genesis of it would be really I've been a history fan the majority of my life. Hmm. There's another podcast that's out there called Hardcore History, which doesn't have anything to do with sports history. Hmm. But naturally, I love sports. He talks about history throughout mostly the war eras and things like that. But then he'll he'll bring in some kind of like, what did that mean to back home? And then it got me thinking a little bit about when I started a podcast. It was going to be a fantasy football show, right? I'm the fantasy football dude. But there's about 3,582 of those shows already out there, fantasy oh, football podcast. you're kidding. That's <laughs> yeah. what I do. <laughs> right, exactly. So then I, I just kind of started going on with it. And I was like, I know I know, I want to start a podcast. I was really into this whole th- podcast medium. And then for some reason, it struck me just because I was listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History and other other history shows as well. And I was like, wait a second, I like football. And I'm always interested in how we got to where we are. Let's see if there's any football history podcasts out there. There weren't that many. I was like, okay, so maybe this is something I can jump into. And back in 2018, I... I guess went in with both feet and I've been having an episode every week ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. One of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called ancient history fangirl. Which, oh, okay. Uh, has absolutely zero to do with 
even modern history, never mind modern sports history, but they do a lot of stuff on sports history, actually. You talked a little bit about your inspiration for starting a podcast. What's your inspiration for starting the network? Multiple reasons, but I enjoyed it. Really, it started off with my show being a solo show where I would have uh, narration type shows. And then I started from Upton Bell reached out to me. He's the father or the son of Burt Bell. Uh, one of the great first great commissioners of the league. And he said, Hey, I have this book about basically, Oh no. He first, he said, Hey, I heard the episode that you did on my father, Burt Bell. And I have this book that came out and I'd like to have be on your show to have an interview and explain to you my book and all these other stories and such. And I'm sitting there going, well, wait a second. Well, first of all, what's an Upton Bell? Cause I had never heard of the guy before, but second, <laughs> but second, you know, so I, I do some digging, right. And I, I remember sitting there and, I finally called him back and I talked to him and it was uh, April of 2019, somewhere around there. And I just remember sitting and it was in the subway next to it. There's a little hotel in the parking lot talking to this guy, Upton Bell. And he's telling me all these stories about, first of all, his mom and Al Capone and all this like intertwining different things. I'm like, wait a second. So this guy, yeah, okay, he might have some stories. Let's talk to him. And then I decided let's go into an interview. And then later down the road, I started going more interviews and that's now that's all I do basically is interview shows. I interviewed Josie Yamba, who's also on the network when football was football and he and I got to talking and I'm like, you know, Joe, you're a very good storyteller. If you ever wanted to start your own podcast, I could probably help you out. And then he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do that sometime. Maybe And months go by. Joe Zagorski comes on the show, pigskin past. I tell the same thing to Joe Zagorski and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. Probably three days after the episode releases. Hey, what about that podcast thing you were talking about and the whole network? So then it kind of came together and it was more. So at the beginning, it was a way to, I don't want to help other podcasters start their own shows that maybe don't know the technology barrier. And then from there, I was like, man, this is kind of neat. I like the idea of us being the headquarters for sports yesteryear, but not just football. So that's why we started branching out and we're working towards, like I said, become the headquarters for sports yesteryear to be able to let people come in, listen to maybe one show, but then find out about, like you mentioned, you're on Hello Old Sports, and they talk about a wide ranging topics of sports. And then down the road, we maybe get into your international basketball history. We have somebody on there and all these different kinds of things. And I thought it would be neat to have one location that's discoverable content for people to be able to see where different types of podcasts are out there granted we'll go into more than just podcasts but that's where we're we're starting that's our grassroots at at the beginning you say at the beginning do you want to give any uh indication as to what the future holds sure so the future will hold you what do you want you want the ten thousand eagle eye foot view in the future we want to talk about this upcoming year because that's two different big things there what are your what are your goals let's say in the abstract I'm just going to jump flash forward five to 10 years in my DeLorean. We'll go 88 miles an hour up and get that thing over there. We are comparable to not as big because history of sports will never be as big as current sports, but we're similar to ESPN, a platform that brings multiple areas, almost like a Netflix of sports history content, but it's in different multimedia. So there may be some live shows. There may be some videos. There will be, Movies will be a production team down the road, even to help authors that want to. Okay, so Joe Zagorski, um, pro football researchers, they help people 
create their own books. I want to be able to have that platform for others and for other sports. And then we want to be able to create little mini series. Like I love this one on History Channel where they t- like when they go back and they talk about the history of how America became America or something like that. This is I forgot the exact name of it, but they have a narration. They have you're learning a lot, but you're also having this little like live action footage. So that will be like there you go flash forward way down the road like production system so it's again it's the headquarters for sports yesteryear you want to learn about something to do with sports history whatever your medium is that you prefer to consume this is where you can consume it in whichever medium you prefer to consume it i guess football is quite rife with the history aspect as well because i mean this is a game that is constantly changing one of the things that always blows my mind is that once you get into the 19th century and you start looking at, especially the games that we play nowadays in America, these things are completely different, right? I mean, what do you do when you start looking at a football game that's in the 1870s and looks more like soccer than football? Where do, where do you compartmentalize that? Oh, man, wouldn't it be cool to be able to go back and really see this happen live? I mean, oh, hell yeah. to see maybe even do one of those. OK, going back to the shows, I would love to have like an episode series that kind of takes the transition and evolution of the game of football throughout and each series kind of or each episode intertwines into it. Uh, I think that's one thing that the network will be able to do, too, is to be able to give maybe that perspective of you bring up soccer and you bring up you brought up rugby before. I, me personally, Arnie Chapman, I only really watch NFL. That's all I really paid attention to. However, I'm interested in all these other sports. Growing up, I played a lot of other sports. I would be interested, I think, in soccer history if I was automatically, well, here's five different shows for you to listen to. Here you go. Boom, 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 boom. And I think that's how the Sports History Network can help the little guy that doesn't know how to maybe promote their podcast and things like that tie it all in together to be able to discover this content for the different listeners that are out there welcome to the football history dude podcast a weekly show where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the nfl from the founding of the league in a hutmobile auto showroom in canton ohio all the way to what it is today america's favorite sport in a behemoth of an industry right as of this recording the latest episode of the Football History Dude, episode 150, by the way, so congratulations on that, is entitled The Game Before the Money. And as guest, you have writer Jackson Michael. Give us a teaser for that episode if you can. Well, think about if you were able to go back. It's the, the book is called The Game Before the Money, The Voices of the Men Who Built the NFL. And he was able to interview so many people. And we're talking like Bart Starr and players like that, that helped build the NFL before, I'm using air quotes here, game before the money, right? Before free agency. So he wanted to go back and relive their stories through their eyes. It's like an oratory type of explanation of how the NFL came to be before the money was involved. So let's just say he has that and he has some other things in there. And we'll just leave it at that as far as. We're at. Okay, listen to episode 150 of the Football History Dude on Sports History Network. You're a Detroit Lions fan, so I guess thank you for your service. <laughs> but you probably still watch the playoffs, I assume. And uh, I, I just wanted to know, since it's not all about history, we're not entirely about history here on the Sports History Network Showcase podcast, um, what were your takeaways from the weekend, if any? Well, apparently you don't need coaching to be able to beat a... <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. 
Well, <laughs> no, I don't believe that for a second. I think that there was, um, if if they had fans in the stands, one thing that would have been a little bit different. But also, there was that extra level of motivation for a team that won in the trenches. It only takes a split second or a couple inches or a couple feet, whatever you want to say, to really win in the trenches. And that's just what they did. I mean, let's go build their line at the beginning. And I... So for that game, I, I, I kept watching my app and I saw 28 nothing first quarter. I'm like, this app must not be working because I wasn't able to watch. And then I turned the game on. And I'm like, whoa, this is for real. I What is going on here? It's giving me the score from 1963. What's right. Says Jim Brown's got four touchdowns. Exactly. So, I mean, then <laughs> then they tried to come back, which made it exciting. And then, you know, at the of course, back and forth. And then finally they ended up the Browns are going to go on and they're going to have – the Chiefs are a different type of team, let's just say that, than what the Steelers are at this point. And but, but Arnie, Arnie, you're a football guy, so you have some sense of perspective on this. Now, now everybody going into these playoffs, and listen to me, this was four days ago, <laughs> was talking about how, um, oh, yeah, there's six quarterbacks that are 35 years and older. Yeah, but there's six quarterbacks that are under 26. I mean, isn't there some element of – not even necessarily like passing the torch, but I mean, some of these guys are sold. Yeah. The fact that Drew Brees could only lead his Saints to a 7 3 halftime lead over the Chicago 9 and 7. Am I correct? 9 and 7, Chicago 8 and 8, Chicago Bears. I mean, I mean, this is this is kind of like dead man walking. And, and I felt like that about the Steelers. I mean, they back, that, this was the classic back into the playoffs team. Right, this is the classic team that ends the season one and four, zero oh and five, whatever. But they accumulated so many wins at the beginning of the year that they just back in. And and of course this weekend, what do you have? You have Mahomes, you have Jackson. Okay, Tom Brady still brings up that average, but the Rams are going to be running a young quarterback. You know, I think that this is really what we're looking at. I think we're kind of looking at a transition year in. Football. Well, no matter what, after this weekend, the average goes down because Brady and Breeze play against each other. So yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> we'll yep. see what happens. Senior citizens is out. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. This is a uh, the quarter. The game. The speed is just so much. Those defensive linemen. You just. It's no. It's not like they were back. We'll go back to history. It's. It's not the same as it used to be. There's. There. Aaron Donald. I mean, have you seen that guy? He's. He's a defensive tackle, but. He should be. He he resembles Ronnie Coleman if you catch that reference. If you know who that guy is, Ronnie Coleman was Mr. Olympia for like eight years or something like that. <laughs> for for anybody that's not sure who who I'm referencing, Aaron. This is a, another conversation that I want to have with some of our other podcasters here at Sports History Network. But Aaron Donald and Tom Brady really bring into question like what does that mean to be the greatest of all time in NFL football I mean everybody is rushing to to call Tom Brady the goat and you know we've already forgotten about a guy who was 50% better than anybody else who played his position um, we're also forgetting about a guy named Lawrence Taylor who could dominate a game as a defensive player like nobody, probably until Aaron Donald. Uh, and Aaron Donald is another one. 
So, so this has always been a fascinating question for me is what does GOAT mean in football, particularly NFL football, uh, when the specialization is so huge? Um, how it, you know, you made the, the joking comment before, but I all about how we don't need coaches, but I almost wonder if, you know, uh, the problem with football, even Vince Lombardi said this, that the, that the, um, the thing that keeps football from being a perfect game is the unnecessary importance of the quarterback. And I almost wonder, do we kind of see maybe a tiny bit of motion away from that? Or is it just that the Rams defense is an outlier? Yeah, I mean, the Rams defense, they're just phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. Maybe it'll take at some point in time, sure, but you're not going to win without a good quarterback. At this point, that's still, in my mind, the most important position in sports as far as you either have one or you don't, and you have a chance to win or you don't kind of thing long term. Can you can can you win with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback? With that offensive line and that running game and that defense, you have a shot. I mean, I, how about it? Yeah, he's like a he's he's not as bad as what Jameis went. See, the thing is that bring no. there's where you talk about coaching matters because Stefanski comes in and mm. he totally transformed between not just how he handled him, but also with the play calling. He didn't put him in the positions to fail, just like maybe the pre was it Freddie Kitchens, I think was the guy's name. Oh, just yeah. kind of like uh, Bruce Arians and uh, Jameis Winston. It's like, hey, go out there, do your thing, throw three pick sixes, and then you'll get 5,000 passing yards because you have to catch up every time. So I think that's where coaching one of the things they understand. Belichick was, I mean, Belichick is Belichick. I mean, he understood who his player was, and he would fit the scheme around his player personnel versus the other way around, try to fit the players to the scheme. But on the other other hand, I mean, look at what's happened in Buffalo this season. Everybody's everybody's shaking their heads, going, "Oh my God!" You know, Josh Allen's gone from bottom five effective quarterback to top five effective quarterback. But it's Stephon Diggs, isn't it? That makes a big difference when you have a guy <laughs> who can win in double coverage. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean. And here it is, right? Here's a guy who gets, you know, in a very good game, nine catches. And yet the the game is so specialized that that one, that nine plays can turn your team into a Super Bowl contender. Uh, well, it, makes, it opens up the field. I mean, the entire field gets opened up. Right. Right. Speaking of which, uh, we, we can go out, well, almost go out on this. What do you like for the Super Bowl at this point? At this point in time, it's hard for me not to say that there's going to be a repeat. Mm. I just that that team's just too good. At this point in time, that's where I must put my stake in the sand. I and mean, now you can edit this in when it's a different team, and I'll give you another. I'll say all the teams, so you can edit it in for me. <laughs> it's like the bit on the Simpsons Super Bowl episode. I've always been a fan of the Atlanta Falcons. You can never count out the Atlanta Falcons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the. Denver Broncos. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> and then it ends with, I sh I've heard that President Clinton will be at the game. <laughs> Love it. That's one of my all-time favorite Simpsons bits. All right, Arnie. How would you like to take us out? Uh, tell us what's next for Football History Dude. Tell us what's next for the network. And tell us how they can find you besides at sportshistorynetwork.com. So the next for the Football History Dude is we have a member of the Sports History Network on the show, Darren Hayes, who I interviewed tonight. And I, 
I don't know how he's going to be feeling that he's a Steelers fan. So we'll see if we can get a good interview out of him. But then for moving forward, I'll, I'll just announce it on this show. I am going from weekly to biweekly starting with this episode. So the next it'll be two weeks after this. The reason being is I want to put as much effort as I can into growing the Sports History Network because I believe that we will become the headquarters for sports yesteryear. We have a great group of, I guess we could say, founding forefathers, and we have 13 strong starting now, but the goal is to just become that place where we can, what we call, create the stands and give that home field advantage to podcasters and other sports history content creators out there that maybe are missing a little bit in the technology, maybe missing a little bit in the networking, whatever it is, our goal is to help those creators fill that gap. So then we can, I'm using air quotes again, help them fill their stands with listeners. So then we can all rise together and we can just make it. So all of the stories that are out there from the history of sports, we can relive, we can retell and we can share it with generations to come. Okay. Now when you say fill those stands, you don't mean with those like COVID cardboard cutout people. I mean, if we have to at the beginning, just for for some stats, (laughs) they just don't make much noise on a podcast. That's the problem. (laughs) Well, they're good listeners then. That's true. <laughs> That's true. In any case, Arnie, once again, thank you for, for being the founder of the Sports History Network. Thank you for appearing on the show today. Thank you, Oz. I appreciate it. All right. Well, for the Sports History Network Showcase, I'm Oz Davis. We'll be back next week with another member of the Sports History Network. Until that time, check out all the great shows right here on sportshistorynetwork.com. Talk to you soon. Boom. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, 
aka the football history dude and i hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the sports history network and we're able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets i started the sports history network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows we have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history but as far as i'm concerned we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment. You know that. Can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website, but we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at Sports. HistoryNetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you gotta do, head over to SportsHistoryNetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.